My name is Yuri Lowenthal. Speaking here is Travis Sintel. <laughs> and you are awaited. You are awaited, besides being a lovely turn of phrase, is a Mad Max Fury Road podcast where Yuri Lowenthal, that's me, a member of Clan Diaper Panther, and Travis Sintel, that's me, member of Clan Nurse Tiger, <laughs> watch four minutes at a time of the film Mad Max Fury Road, and then we spend you know, a little bit of time discussing the philosophical, artistic, and emotional elements of the film until we feel like we've done a good job. Until we feel like, you know what, we've explicated this film nicely to our rabid and devoted cadre of listeners. We are down to the last half hour. This makes me very sad. We end, I, I don't we know end what this, to do with that. This is a one hour, 32 minutes in, guys, is where we end today's episode. Right now, though, you know what, Yuri? What, Travis? Right now... We're only at uh, an hour 28 in. By the end of the episode, we'll be over. We'll be... Uh, Let's embrace. About halfway through this episode, we, we get to the last half hour. We get into hour. that last quarter of the film. Yeah. How, do we, how do we make this podcast last longer? How do I live <laughs> without this podcast? Right. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I, yeah, I don't... I do know that we have I mean, a couple... I might just eat a bullet at the, at the end of our last Jesus episode. Christ! It's <laughs> <laughs> so dark. Well, that, that took a turn. Escalated Yeah, quickly. I was thinking maybe i just, you know, watch more Game of Thrones or something with all my new free time. Right. Um, that, I don't know. Or any Game of Thrones in your, in your case. No, I've started. Oh, you started. I started. Uh, I, For the longest time, because, well, because you, were, you were a book guy. I'm a book guy. I read the books. Here's what happened, though. Um, I didn't have HBO. And I started watching a show called The Night Of, which is really great. I have I started watching it. it. And I got HBO. Nothing more nerve-wracking than that first episode. Oh, oh, my God. Every moment was like, no, 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 no. So tense. No. Don't do that thing. Yeah. Um, if you haven't watched it, please watch it. Um, but I've got HBO Go, or HBO Now, now whatever yeah. it is, to watch that. And I was like, well, I have access to Game of Thrones. Why don't I watch it? So I'm, uh, I'm up to season four. Well, that was fast. I had a lot of free time, Yuri. <laughs> I'm not writing a lot right now. Um... I don't think we should rub it in. Have you been enjoying it? Because this is, because you've stayed away from it. Yeah, I have. Uh, it's fine. Okay. Like, I think the books are better. I, I think... Well, I'm sure they have more leeway to do more. Yeah, a couple of the characters, I, I feel like, are cast in a weird way. Dario yeah. Naharis is not at all as described in the book. He's mm -hmm. got a blue beard in the book, and he's a swaggering pirate-type character. In the, in the show, he's like, depending on which season you're in, mm -hmm. a swaggering pretty boy. Mm -hmm. Long flowing hair, who then is recast season four as like a bearded dude with a weird face. Okay. This is a Mad Max Fury Road podcast. <laughs> this is, uh, in which we talked about Game of Thrones. Right. Um, so uh, this is your. I'm eating popcorn. Sorry, that's that's that sound. We had yeah. to. We're 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 uh, batch we're batching today. So this is this is three. Should I not let them peek behind the veil? Like you that? do every time. Okay. You. I would have never done it. I think they should, as far as they should understand, they we meet every week. You people listening, meaning yeah, we get together every week and we do this. And some, but some, some we weeks, don't live lives that that would support that. Yeah. So some days we get together, we do a couple, and we leak them out over time, which served us well last month when we didn't meet up at all last month. That's true. Because we were, you know, in different places geographically. Literally all over the world. Yeah. I was in Lisbon. Um, and he was to uh, to com to uh, coerce Travis into staying for a third episode today. I had to break out the arrogant bastard ale from Stone Brewing, which we are not sponsored by, but I just, I love them so much for that. Y'all, we drinking and eating popcorn. Y'all, we drinking and eating popcorn. I'm in his beans. Uh, okay. Um, this is 
back to Action Town. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is okay. We've we've had our break. Did I? Let me ask you a question as way of introduction to this five minute, a four minute sequence. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, why I five minutes. I don't know what. What, I, what the fuck just happened? Popcorn. You cup. just have a stroke. Yeah. He's it's, drunk. It smells like toast. The unknowing. Oh, uh, well, I see what you did there. A stroke joke. <laughs> Different. This is usually usually when we when we do a couple of these and we get really sort of uh, well, I was punchy, say, different, punchy jo- different jokes for different strokes, you know. It just keeps. I can't stop. The can't fun stop, never won't stops. Stop. The fun um, can't stop. Won't stop. The fun's about to start right now because uh, I, as means of introduction, I, when the drums kicked in, and the action started again, I felt like I hadn't seen action in months because of the sections we've been in, mm-hmm. and it got me fucking amped. Yeah. Did you have that same reaction? Yeah. Like, it's been I, a while, right? I missed right? them. Yeah. I missed those it's drums. It's been a while. Like, it really feels like it's been a couple, over a month at least, right? Since we, like, saw an action sequence. Yeah, the last one, ostensibly, like was was the, the Bullet Farmer, but that's, like, a partial act. That's not, like, a... It's mass. It's, it's, it's not off a, screen. It's not an action set piece. No, it happens off screen, yeah. too. It's a chase. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been mm-hmm. a, for us, I mean, ever since, we do... Ever since they hit night, really. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, for us, it's been a long, long time since we do four minutes at a time of Mad Max Fury Road. Anyway, um, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it, um, but just know that there's a lot of action talk coming up, and it's good to be back is all I have to say about that. It's yeah, good to be I back in action talk. I love town. that we ended on this. This is a great freeze frame of slit on the on the hood of the double fisting it with the putting the gasoline in. The, this, is, this is a thing that I should have looked up before. Well, you, you let's get into it because okay. I want I, I, I have a lot of questions about the mechanics of this also. Um, but let's somebody start who the, knows about cars will. Yeah, let's start at the top of this and work our way up to this because there's a lot of dope dope shit happening. Okay. Um, so it's it's the second half of sort of Max convincing them that his plan is the best. Yeah, and it, this is laden with. Um, I kind of wish we would have would have been able to do this in the last sequence. Um, well, let's do it now. Yeah, because it, it it's part of the last sequence really uh, before we get into this action action town, but. Um, it's wrapping up all the metaphors that we talked about in the last two episodes. Wrap those metaphors up while I drink. Okay. <laughs> Great. Um, you arrogant Glug. bastard. Glug. So Glug. it's... Uh, <laughs> your drinking is so noisy and carefully formed <laughs> linguistically. Um, it's, it's about redemption and hope. So basically, uh, Max is finishing his argument saying we should go back there. The older woman who <laughs> Yuri is nick- nicknamed Old Bony... <laughs> Still makes me laugh. Old Boney is like, yeah, <laughs> we gotta name all the all the older women. We should have done it before the sequence so we can talk about them as they go. So Old Boney is like, this is a good idea. She straight up says, I like this idea. This yeah. is good. This yeah. is solid. We can go there. It's undefended. We can start over again like right. we did before. And so, she seems like sort of the matriarch of that group. I, I so think her right. voice, I think, counts for a lot. I think you're absolutely right. And it also it does a nice job of reminding the audience that this group of women has upped their entire life, left, and started anew before. Mm-hmm. When the Green Place died, they right. moved. Right. And, they, and she says, we could start over again. Mm-hmm. I love that idea that women who have been through what they've been through, of the age that they are at, mm-hmm. are able to say, because that is the most hopeful thing you can say, we'll start over again. We'll yeah. do it again. Yeah. It's full of hope, and I think uh, I forget who says it, but someone says that sounds like hope. I think no, Nux. Nux, yeah, Nux, Nux says it. Yeah, that sounds like hope. Um, there's a great moment where and smells like Teen Spirit. Smells like Teen Spirit. Smells like hope. <laughs> right. Sounds, sounds like, hope. like hope. Smells like Teen Spirit. Feels like Nirvana. <laughs> this is right. This is this is the the the, the riddle that was cut from The Hobbit. What, what's, what smells like Teen Spirit sounds like hope and walks on three legs in the <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so. Um, Capable is the one who speaks up. She says, also, 
Nux can take us back. He's a war boy, knows the territory, and is just doing his job, which is to bring us back. Right. And Nux is so like, we've got a cover, basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Nux is like, yeah, sounds like hope. Yeah. Such a quirky, perfect turn mm -hmm. of phrase there. And and Toast says Toast says something interesting, for once, which <laughs> is that. Um, she, she said, you know, everybody's basically jumping on and saying, yeah, this is a good idea. And it's sort of trying to win Furiosa over. Yeah. And um, she says, um, you know, it's, it's just, a, you know, a few, whatever, whatever is left of Immortan Joe's party and, and a bunch of war boys too sick to fight. Mm -hmm. So it goes back to that, the Half-Life war boys, that all these sort of terrifying guys. She more pups, doesn't she? Oh, uh, yeah, she I think she does. That, yeah. Yeah. So implying they're very, very young and very, very sick. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That, that these sort of. Fierce warriors, they're not, they're really not up to it. They're too, they're too sick. Yeah, we they're, can get there. on, you know, yeah, they're on the other side of their half They have, they have basically however many, eight or so. Have we counted the older women yet? The Vavalini? Uh, no, but you counted 11 total women last time. Yeah, but so. I, it was just on the screen, so I think maybe uh -huh. there's some off screen. Anyway. There aren't uh, that many. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they're hardened warriors, basically, against some untrained war pups mm -hmm. who are sick. It's good odds for them. Yeah, you know they could probably take that, uh, take the cat, the citadel. It's not terrible odds anyway. Not, right. I don't want to say good, but not as bad as it could be. Right. Um, so they kind of like look around. Everyone seems pretty on board with this, except for Shelley's Theron, mm -hmm. who uh, wanted to not engage with this ever again. She's looking for something new. They're like, right. no, the answer has been behind us. Mm -hmm. And she, more than most, knows precisely what they're facing. Even more so right. than Nux, I would say. She's right. very aware of the, the, the defenses of the Citadel, how it's arranged, who's probably still there, mm -hmm. what guy she's going to have to come into conflict with. Mm -hmm. And also, she knows, probably more than Nux, the arrangement of the war parties who are still out there and how right. hard it's going to be to get past them. Right. So her, the reason it's put on her, I think, is that she's the de facto leader of the group, but also um, she has all the knowledge of what they're running into. Mm -hmm. And she's like, it's kind of like a cheesy, but it makes me happy and swells my heart every time. Mad Max sticks his hand out, mm -hmm. um, and she like is well before like, before he she's still sort of on the fence. Like mm -hmm. they have to win Fury. If they don't win, if they're all for oh, it, yeah. and Furiosa is not for it, I don't think they go. Yeah, I agree. And then at the last moment, um, in in sort of sort of sort of in, uh, emotional uh, manipulation, uh, what, what you, manipulation mm -hmm. he says maybe if we do this, you can get that redemption. Remember that thing yeah. you said that was the most important thing to you. If we do this my way, maybe you get that thing. And she's yeah. like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. it's almost like yeah. she's like, you're right. Fuck, yeah, I can't believe you used that against me. You yeah, know, I, I can't believe you brought that up. Mm. Because there's no way she can say no to that. And then he holds his, his arm out and they do that sort of action movie bro. What's that predator shake? It's the predator shake. Yeah. And it's totally a bro thing, but it's, but it's a man and a woman, which is But great. also very satisfying. Let's do it right now. Okay, it's ready? This. Fuck. Wait, hold good. on, hold on, one time. That's that it. was it. That wasn't a high five, guys. That was that, a predator that was, shake. That was a predator shake. But that's what they do. It's very satisfying. You know what's what's almost as good as that hmm. is is the Good Journey fantasy handshake, I don't know which that. which is this sort of come in like like we're doing it. Ready? Yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah. That's yeah, where you yeah, grab yeah. for you slap and grab forearms. Oh, it's strong. It's so oh, man, I like it's it. So yes. I like it. You can let go now. Sorry. You can you can nope. still nope nope. All right, we're going to be doing the rest of the podcast. <laughs> arm and arm. Arm, arm and arm. Well, that way I can, t I can gauge his blood pressure and pulse, <laughs> and I can know how he's responding to what I'm saying in terms of pulse pounding action I, coming up. I usually, I usually am pretty obvious about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've been very subtle the whole podcast <laughs> about what you like and don't like. Um, no, but this, this, this little sequence, because it's the last bit of dialogue for quite some time, pretty mm -hmm. much the whole film, really. There's a couple other things that happen. Yeah, but, but you're right. There are no. 
dialogue scene, scenes. Right? Yeah. This is the, so it's it, just the chase to the very end now. Yeah, so what it does is it wraps up these metaphorical threads of redemption, hope, seeds. All the Last episode and this episode, we're mm-hmm. closing off all the metaphorical threads of that sort of world. Yeah. We have a couple character metaphorical threads coming up to, to wrap up, but mm-hmm. um, this is the redemption, hope, uh, future, seeds. You know, all, the, all those beats kind of come to fruition from the seeds. Right, very nice. Um, in, this, in this little segment here, in the, in the previous episode. So it is nice to kind of put a button on those and to sort of say, all right, well, for better or worse, we're either all going to die or we're going to take over the Citadel. So that's, that's the ground is set, the gauntlet is thrown, and now it's like time to sort of Right. Get get busy living or get busy dying. There it to is. To quote Stephen King. That's right. Mm. I had forgotten that that was Stephen King, but you're absolutely... yeah. We just did Stand by Me, another podcast. Yeah. So yeah. I we went over. You know, you know yeah. all those books from the same, all those novellas from the same book. Apt Pupil. Oh yeah. Rita, Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption, and then The Body, which mm-hmm. is Stand by Me. Yep. Crazy. And don't know, know the last. One. That was a Bachman book. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, yeah, know yeah, the, yeah. you know the fourth one? Because we can come I'm up. I'm trying with to think. Um, because uh, there are other films have been done, but there were there were other uh, from other. Because there's four in that book. I know there that. are four in that book. Different seasons was yeah. the book. Four seasons or this. And season. I want to say Every that seasons is right. Yeah. I want I want to say that I remember the last time I thought about that. I can't think of what the story is now, but the last time I thought about it, I was like, yeah, that's not worth a movie. Okay, cool. Um, although you could argue, upon reading those, you could be like, I don't know, they could do a movie out of this, and brilliant movies have come from those. Those that was anyway Stephen King's heyday. Those are great, great things. Yeah. Side note. Excited about the new It or not excited about the new It? I really like the old It, and yeah. I mean, it was it was as creepy as is. I'll, you know, I'll I'll see. Okay, I'll see. It was it was sort of Stranger Things was sort of, you know, I hear that Stranger Things, which I know you haven't seen yet, but you will. Correct. Um, you may have by the time this airs. Correct about both. Things. Um, because I think you should. I, I and will. It's, it's eight episodes. You can do it. Netflix. Netflix. Okay. A Netflix. Uh, uh, a Netflix produced original series. Original series. Mm-hmm. Um. I heard that the two guys who did that, the Duffer Brothers, mm-hmm. um, were in line to do it, oh. didn't get it, and did this in response. So there's a lot oh. of it in it. I don't like the way you phrased those things. I, I, I hated it as I said it. But it's good that... It's, as soon as it left my, my lips, yeah, I But I do it. understand what you said, so I think yeah. that's, that's good. Uh, okay, cool. Anyway, back to Mad, back to Mad Max Fury Road. Right. Um, not Stephen King. So mm-hmm. they wrap up all these threads. Feeling pretty is this good. This not based on a Stephen King book. Yeah. Okay, it is. Okay. The original title was called um, "Insane Clown Posse." <laughs> wow, that, you just hence, wrapped up a whole. Well, bunch hence of, yeah. The, yeah, hence the white paint and um, and the, the reference. Yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, moving on. So, so then, so, so, so then we hit. So they're like, bro shake, bro shake, predator um, shake, predator shake, and then, and then it cuts to this this amazing sequence for me. Yeah. Um, and, and I know this divides people too. A lot of people didn't like this bit of business for me and it was and it was described very uh, I, I i found it fascinating to watch it to watch what the bad guys were doing when they're not immediately in conflict with the good guys which is called which is called the monsters at mm-hmm. rest scene mm-hmm. or the monsters at rest moment which i had not heard it described that until somebody was describing that i think it's the way I, i've heard that phrase before i think it's the phrase yeah i, yeah. I, be, yeah, I believe that yeah. and i think you, you and the idea is you can't really understand a villain or you really don't understand uh, uh, a villain or a monster until you see it fully, until yeah. you see it, what it's doing when it's not monstering. Yeah, it's great. Um, I could have watched that scene Darth go Vader on Darth taking a bath, for example. <laughs> exactly. Which is in episode five, I believe. <laughs> right. Uh, Star Wars. And you never, I mean, you never see that. 
But probably because you don't you don't want to show any weakness to the, the big bad. You want it to be scary. Also, probably a little bit of lack of imagination sometimes yeah. on the part of the writers. I, I, w I would agree. And yet, I would have watched five more minutes of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what are they doing? So, let's, let's pick up. We cut, let's, it cuts let's, to, let's, let's break it down it a little bit. It cuts to a Morton Joe right. holding a staff, right. a ceremonial staff of some point, singing right. a ceremonial song. Right. What the fuck is happening? I, yeah, I don't know if it's, if it's his equivalent of a humming. I don't know if it's his equivalent of a praying for a break. Mm -hmm. You know, like, please let me find these fucking guys. If it's him trying to hold it together, because he's, he's been out God, there with his... Who the fuck is he praying to? There it is. Question mark. Question mark. I'm... You just blew my mind. Well, I felt your pulse go up, so I know. <laughs> you can let... You can let you're not nope. going to let go? Okay. I'm not going to let go. All right. Uh, um, right, so, but it's like a, it's like a woods it's ceremonial chanting. staff with, yeah. like, gems encrusted in this, the... Um, yeah, the, uh, and I wish we had freeze frame on that, because I bet they're... I bet what's He's encrusted sure. in it. Oh, sure. Right. But, but Much I like had... his, his uh, medals, his, yeah, the bomb yeah, caps the and, the, and, yeah, the and the circuit boards. And the... It is. Well, I haven't seen him hold this before. I'm sure no. he has. Have they introduced this before? No, but if, I think, if you go back to where he, he runs back, he's like, uh, the, the wives, you know, and, yeah. and then he runs back and opens the thing and Ms. Giddy's in there. It's leaning against the wall right by the, the outside You're of that right. thing. right. You're right, you're right, you're right. And That's, so we, that was the only other so place we see it, I think. Do you think Miss Giddy was named after, like, being an old Biddy? Well, why didn't they name her Miss Biddy? It's too on the nose. <laughs> She's not, she doesn't seem particularly happy to me. Like, you know, Giddy is something like, ah, I'm so happy that I... Yeah, Biddy, though, is an old crone, basically. Mm -hmm. So maybe... Oh, old bony? Old bony. Well, look, good old old bony coming up soon here <laughs> in our four-minute recap. Uh, so, so he's holding this, this scepter. Yeah, and kind of, like, chanting and sort of rocking back and yeah. forth. It's very strange. Yeah. Um, Everyone else is kind of like hanging out. Everyone's, everyone's chilling out. Right. The people eater is having his gouty, gross feet done by right. some by unlucky some, war boy. Some unlucky war boy. Some poor fucking schmuck. Because mm -hmm. it clipping his fat toenails. Mm -hmm. I mean, and listen, guys. As feet go, these are the fattest. These are the goutiest yeah. feet. These are the, yeah. yeah. It's really fucked up. Right. Everybody's, everybody's taking a break. And like, I don't know if it's, the, you know, the heat of the day yeah. or whatever, and it's lunchtime. Yeah. Well, they they, what are they going to do? do? They don't know where to go. They probably like, well, fuck. well, here's well, here's the thing. I had never noticed this before until once again the scrutiny of four minutes at a time. At once, you know, for for a while they were that V-shaped karmata. They were the yep. war party. They were all the 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 gas town boys. They were the bullet farmers guys. All together, yeah. Um, all together. Now, clearly, and I'd never really noticed this before. They have split up mm -hmm. to. They've clearly lost the trail. They've, yeah, they split up in the, in the, in the, in the swamp or whatever, and they've split up to uh, to, to try to find them. Mm -hmm. So, which which is evidenced by as soon as the they come charging back through, they have to send up flares to call them back mm -hmm. into like, one big. We're going. We're going. We're, yeah, and they all come from different directions at that point. Right, right. Which I hadn't really seen before. I agree. I I had not uh, noticed that before either. But I love. Can I they, just say how fat yeah. his feet are? <laughs> we can go back to that. Well, I just want to say, it's so perfectly fat and so funny. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's such a good like. I, I would have loved comic, to be comic moment. It's a comic moment, and I would have loved to have been in the uh, the room where they're, where they're like, "How fat can we make these feet? Okay, go away, make them a little fatter, bring them back. Too fat, bring them back." Like there's there was a discussion about the fatness of his feet that's mm -hmm. still believable, but also beyond the bounds of any believability. Like there's like mm -hmm. this like nice like line they walk of it's. Clearly insane that his feet are that fat. I would love to find out if eating human flesh makes your feet do that. Like if somebody did the research mm. and said, well, the, you know, the, because of 
the whatever in human flesh, uh, your feet get gouty. I don't think that's a real thing. I'm going on it record as saying that that's not a real thing. It is for me. Okay. If Yuri eats flesh, then his right. feet get gouty. Okay. Could we find someone? Some, something I hope I never find out. So a couple things you have to do on this podcast before it ends. One okay. is drink mayor's blood. Okay, Two, mixed with eat, mayor's human, milk. eat human flesh. Okay. So we had a couple things to do. And then you know what? This this podcast may last. A <laughs> right. Before it ends, this pod, mark my words, this podcast will not end until Yuri eats a human body. <laughs> so Wait, the whole body or just human flesh? Well, human flesh. Okay. And I don't mean like the skin off your finger. I mean like. Oh, that's literally what I was thinking. I know. Thinking. I know how your you. brain works. No, but I was. I mean like meat. Like a sliver of... And not my own. Because I might, I might give up a thumb for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's fine if it's your own, honestly. A chunk of my thigh. I've got big thighs. Yeah, I, I could know. afford to... I mean, I could, I could... Eat a bit of that thunder? I could eat a bit of that thunder <coughs> and, and still be able to walk away, I think. <coughs> I feel nauseous from this conversation. Uh, Drink more arrogant bastard ale. Ow! All right, so anyway, um, they're sitting there, they're hanging out. We see... Uh, and I love this moment. And I, yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. It's, yeah. Monsters at rest. The bullet farmer is dead. Max fucking waxed him. Right. We have the, the people leader left, and we have uh, a Morton mm-hmm. Joe in his little prayer stance. Mm-hmm. And we see Rictus Erectus. So we see a couple of the guys. We, we see Slit, you know, with guys like in the background. Oh, do we see Slit in that? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Doesn't matter. Said that, but we definitely see Rictus. Soon. Yeah. So they're all hanging out. And then in the distance, you see this like fucking war rig <laughs> zooming past. And yeah. we know from uh, our episode with Mark Sexton that originally the, the idea for this was they would try to sneak around in a very tense scene. They mm-hmm. get spotted by what we now understand is one of the lookout posts um, because right. the, the, the team is all split up. Mm-hmm. Then they have to zoom towards the, the guys uh, and try to zoom past them mm-hmm. once they're spotted. Super great spotted idea. Spotted by Polecat, which, which, which remained in it because that's the guy yeah. who sees them. Yeah. yeah, super great idea. That, that all is great. They didn't have time for it, whatever, totally fine. But like, I, I love that idea, and I think it's very, very playable, very doable. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a little questionable, now that Mark points it out, the way it's, it's cut, which is they're just zooming in. Okay. Yeah, like they didn't see them from miles yeah. away. Like yeah. Literally, so, as soon as they're on them, yeah. it's like the scene in Holy Grail, where, uh-huh. they, where he's, they're charging, where Arthur's charging the, um, the front, and it... It's just a weird sort of funny thing that only Monty Python would think of, where the the guards are looking at them charging off in the distance. Yeah. And and then you cut back to the guards sort of looking, and then you cut back, and they haven't gotten any closer. Yeah. They're back to the beginning and they're charging the yeah. same moment, and the guards look at each other, and then you cut back and they're they're yeah. still you know chart you know the same thing, and then cuts back to the guards and all of a sudden they're there. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's it's a trick. Yeah. So that's that's yeah. how they did it. Yeah. So. Um, they're zooming in. Uh, they the way they've chosen to do this, <clears throat> which I think is again, probably again they've cut around this moment in terms of the discussion. But the war rig is loaded up with people, and next to the war rig is a motorcycle with two women on it, mm-hmm. two of the Vavalini, mm-hmm. um, which I think strategically makes a lot of sense. I wonder mm-hmm. if it's more like we can be a lookout car. With, we have this is the way right. we do it, or if it's like we should take a motorcycle, or if it's. We wouldn't all fit in the war rig. There's a lot of options as to how that, that conversation mm-hmm. may have happened. But I think having... Uh, I think they could have crammed them all into the war rig. It makes sense I think to that, have I think that one... A mobile... Member of the Vivalini said, I'm gonna, I, I'm such a badass on this bike. Yeah. You guys, we need that flexibility. We need the flexibility. I got a sniper on my back here. Mm-hmm. You'll come off and you'll, you know, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll zoom around and take care of some people who may attack right. us. Right. It's smart. I think it's smart. Yeah. So you see a war rig and a motorcycle zooming past. And uh, the lookout's like, that's the war rig. That's the war, war rig. That's them, and then a Morton Joe spells it out. They're heading They're back heading to the back. citadel. They know right. it's they undefended. know it's undefended. Uh, and Rick, this is of course like, 
Dad! Completely confused. Dad. Rictus doesn't Dad, know what's going on. Dad, it's the Warwick Dad. Is it the Warwick Dad? Dad. Dad. He Dad. doesn't know what's going on right yeah. now, which is so cute. Why would they do that? Dad! That doesn't make sense. Uh, Nothing yeah. makes sense to you, Rictus. Poor Rictus. He, he's very, he's, he's again, very cute. Not wearing his mask this time. Oh, uh, you're right. What's up with that? Also, I don't mean to be a stickler about these types of things, but I'm going to. Do be. it. Rictus has a very specific uh, facial hair pattern. He's cut. Right? Does he? Yeah. I'll, I'll buy that. When did he have time to shave that? Or, or maintain that? Maybe it was from wearing that mask for so long. Maybe he didn't shave it. Maybe it just sort of... Oh, interesting. Okay, maybe. I don't know. But that reminds me hmm. um, that they, there's, an in, there's a great attention to detail thing. There's a lot of good close-ups of Max's head when he's talking to Furiosa and trying to convince her. Yeah. And his haircut is so fucked up. Yeah. Because when they were shaving his head and he breaks free, yeah. they were in the middle of cutting it. So, so there's like a, this weird hair that's left like right above his uh, ear right. that, I'm, that is not flattering at all. And his hair's all like fucked up and jagged and back, like super, yeah, you know, right. um, cowlick. Yeah. Most actors, I'm sure, would have said, yeah, you can't. No, I'm not going to stand It's fucking that. Tom Hardy. Yeah. But it's fucking Tom he Hardy. Bronson, he's he's yeah, like, right? He's like, he's there are shit. moments of Bane in this Mad Max performance, too. Oh, sure. And a lot of people have come down on him for that. Oh, oh sure. is it? Okay. Yeah, I they're like, oh, thing. it's the Bane voice. Oh, well, why don't you just, why don't you just, uh, strawberries. What are you doing? Let's go to the Citadel. Have you, have you seen the oral knots? I'm going to play it for you afterwards. No. It's the best. That's funny. You guys know what I'm talking about. We should you guys go to the citadel. Drop a beat. Um, bang, 160 bang, days in the desert. You'll never survive. That's I good. was raised in the darkness. That, that's good. Thanks, Yuri. Yuri's a professional voiceover artist. He just said I did a good job. So fuck y'all, motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm killing this shit. Um, the, the drums start beating. Around this point, I love it when they yeah when they finally realize oh. they're like shit. Hey, we forgot this funny shot of the dude for here sleeping. Oh yeah, I love it. It flies. So Literally, you hear flies buzzing, and he's he's asleep in his sling. Like, he's just laying with a guitar over him, suspended by like four or five elastic bits. We well, got think about it. He's he's got to be exhausted. He plays a guitar. That guy has to play all the time unless they're stopped. This is his. Also, they never let him down. He sleeps in the fucking sling. It's so funny. So we see all the people. We, we see gotta the see major him get iota. On, on the podcast. Please. Guys, I don't even, we're now yeah, into do, like getting new guests, so. We're, we're, we are, we are emboldened. We are emboldened by the fact that Mark Sexton has been on our show. Mm -hmm. And we're looking for more people who worked on the film. Yeah, that's what we're, that's Plus it allows us to stall the, the death end of, this of this podcast. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so if you know people. So if anybody, if anybody's got any contacts, throw them a line and say, hey, these guys would love it if you were on the show. We can yeah. Skype. We you can just Skype make people in. happy. Wherever you are in the world, whatever time you want to do it, we'll make it work. Mm -hmm. uh, but we see all the monsters at rest. So I forgot that we also saw Do Fourier. So it basically, this does two things. Thank One, you it's funny. Two, monsters at rest. Three, it's the only chance the movie has to reintroduce us to these people we haven't seen in a while. Right. It's reminding us, like, hey, mm -hmm. these are the major players. Right. Because they're about to come into fucking play in a second. Right. So... And it gives us the comic beat of the the Do Fourier suddenly suddenly trying to you know yeah. fire up his his action. Oh shit! Oh, right. Sleeping again. <laughs> gotta, I gotta get my guitar tuned up. Like I didn't have time to tune my guitar, you guys. Come on, you guys. So yeah. he like scrambles up, gets his guitar. But the drums kick in. Um, they spot the war rig. They're off and running. Shit gets pulse pounding. Everyone's into it at this point. We're like, okay, guys, yeah. let's go. Everyone's run, running back to their cars. Two war boys or three war boys lift the people leader up into his goddamn big car. <laughs> his fat ass, fat ass feet. Ass, yeah. Um, 
everyone's getting ready. And uh, in a delightfully campy performance, I would say, the people eaters like, uh, he says something fucking yeah. what was it? Why, why did they turn like, around? Or what is or it? He's like, ah, yeah, he's like. He says like, like a funny thing yeah, there. I forget what it is. Yeah, but it's like this campy, He's a campy performer. It's funny. It's like mm. a good way for it to be because he's got the fucking nipples cut out of his suit, and he's just running around with his pierced nipples. Yeah. Anyway, he's like he says some campy shit, uh, like surprised that they've turned around or something. Yeah. Um, gets in his car. Everyone's returning to their vehicles to get ready to, to get pursuit, and then the the flares get fired. We get two iconic Mad Max Fury Road shots here. One is a completely empty landscape. Uh, beautiful sandy landscape, war rig right in the center of it, motorcycle mm-hmm. next to it, barreling towards camera, classic George Miller. Flying into it, yeah, and like, then over it. Yeah, yeah. perfect. And then um, we see the Carmadas coming down from the dunes behind them in mm-hmm. chase. And then we have this other shot, which is um, you see the war rig in the, in the, uh, from further in the distance, out, yeah. yeah, farther out, and then you have um, the other things giving chase, and then right past the camera, you see. Uh, a, a group of cars spiral down this mountain right. and just kind of down the dune towards the war rig. So two classic sort of things we've seen before. But it's also really cleverly, I think, reintroducing us into this action sequence yeah. feel. We've been out of it for a second. Shit is about, about to get fucked up. We're about yeah. to really, really do it. Uh, thirdly, it, it really establishes the danger to the war yep. rig because there's a fuck ton of cars yeah. coming towards them. Right. So we have all these different tribes that have been out and about, sort of scouting. And right, sort we of may have sort of forgotten exactly what the length and breadth of this threat yeah. was. And they're like, oh, yeah, we should go back through. And you, us as viewers are going, that must, you know, a lot of the, they knocked a lot of them off on the way, but there, there couldn't be that many left. And now we're like, oh, Holy shit. shit. We're in yeah. big trouble. It really sets the threat up nicely about what's coming up here. So Warwick's going. They're shooting. All, they, and, and then we cut back to the internal inside of the, of the war rig. Well, the dag is doing this beautiful little series of hand gestures mm-hmm. over and over again. Show off her cool finger tattoos. She's just dope. She's so great. And she's doing this weird shit that's so in character. Well, I don't think I want to meet her. I just think the character's great. I'm okay. sure the actress is not nearly as interesting. I'd like to introduce you to her so that we can test that theory. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll let you know. If any of you guys know. <laughs> yeah, anyway. sure. Um, but she's it's doing this the internet, dude. Yeah, it's true. She's doing this cool series of hand gestures. And then Dopey McGee's like, what are you doing? Yeah. And the dad's like, I'm praying to who? Mm-hmm. Whoever's listening. Yeah. Great. Great. So, I mean, this, this basically mm-hmm. establishes, and this is like a throwaway joke line, but also this is a group of women who live in a society where their God has been abusive to them, has mm-hmm. molested them, has raped them, and, and they have had basically all religion stolen from them. Right. So it's actually a really fucking weighty line, I would argue. Okay. It feels like there a joke go. line, yeah. but, but it's also like whoever's listening is who I'm praying to because right. the concept of help. God has been yeah. stolen from these women. Right. Like they don't have anything to rest yeah. on. She doesn't know who the fuck she's praying to. but she knows She's also she's, the crazy one who hears voices and sees things. Yeah. We've established. Yeah. It's, it's, a perfect, it's a perfect pairing of line with character. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's def- she was there. the one to deliver that line. For yeah. Sure. Um, but also if you think about what that line means, it's pretty weighty. It's pretty deep mm-hmm. and pretty interesting, I would say. Of course, Zoe Kravitz doesn't understand it. And and back to hope, yeah, exactly. It, it shows it shows hope and faith of some sort. Hope and faith, exactly mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So they're off and running. They're in the war rig. We we establish all that stuff, um, and then uh, from Tom Hardy's perspective, we see all these flares going off to the left and the right of the war rig. Right. And not just behind them, eh, right. even with them slightly yeah. ahead of them. Right. It's it all of a, all of a sudden feels very 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 dangerous. And and now it's it's interesting. It is a chase. But it's a race. Yeah. 
It's Chase Race. It's Chase Race. Trace. It's a trace. Trace is already a word. Yeah. <laughs> you just made up a word that's already a word that to describe something different. Some words that don't go together. Um, um, yeah, but no, it's it's they're floored. They've got it floored, and uh, uh, what pulls up alongside the war rig, Yuri? Uh, slit and and the interceptor, the, the interceptor. last of the last of the interceptors, the interceptor, and Max looks uh, Max's like, interceptor. Hey, that's mine. That's me. Yeah, he so he will not let go of that, which is great because. That that car has meant everything to him in the past. You yeah, know? but also they fucking warboarded out. There's a there's a skull. On well, the well, what well what did they do? It used to be black, and now it's chrome. Yeah, oh, they've chromed it. You're right. The engine is is mm-hmm. uh, out, uh, ripping up there, and there's a nice little skull on it, and it's pretty warboard out. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. Again, we you know I don't know anything about massive engines other than if you sort of put that supercharged engine thing on top of the it just looks like it's so much more powerful it looks more badass but i bet air intake wise it's super great right Cause and it's cooler because it's immediately getting cooled by yeah, the yeah so it makes sense all right i don't fucking know cars yeah i don't because we're about to get into this thing where they start squeezing gasoline right into into the manifold the the your air intake the <laughs> this intake is, valve this is where the... i'm about to go way wrong <laughs> this is let me, let me let me so do it this hard. way let me do it this way okay you, you describe it nux goes Starts to climb out the window, and right. Furiosa goes, don't blow, blow my, my engine. engine. He goes, I'm just going to nudge her a little bit. Now, we know he's a black thumb. Right. We know he can handle this. He's, mm-hmm. a, he's a good And mechanic. he's a rev head. <laughs> yeah. Not a not rag head. <laughs> not a rag head. Right. But a rev head. He's a rev head, which makes total we got sense right when someone time, says right? it. right? Okay. Um, and uh, then goes out with a, with, uh, a little bit like of a liquid in a bottle. I'm just going to say all I know for sure. He's got liquid in a bottle. Mm-hmm. He puts the liquid in his mouth, and then like the tube-looking things that come off the engine, he blows the liquid, the clear liquid, into the, the tube-looking things, thing. and the car goes faster. Right, which which is indicated by That's we all see. The fuck you know, I know. The, the, what is that? What is that shit? I don't know, man. But clearly, it's something that if you do it too much, the engine will explode. Yeah, because it goes too fast. Right. Or the revs, the the. Because it, it seems like hard. not a place that you should put gasoline if you want anything to happen. You don't want the RPMs to, to go too high; it'll bust. That part I get. That just is logic. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fucking liquid is. Is it? Is it's it? It's like gasoline? if this was a Fast and Furious movie, that would be nitrous, right? Right. That I kind of get because the way that explodes. Yeah. I don't. Is it just gasoline? Put if you put it in the outtake. You guys tell us. I mean, I literally don't even want to guess at what the fuck is happening from a chemical perspective there. But it's got to, this has to have some ground, this has got to be grounded in reality. Oh, for sure it is. Like, this is something I feel like I've seen, even seen before. Right. But I and, don't know what the fuck's going and I, on. And I love that, well, I, I love the, the introduction to Slit when he, when he, uh, when he comes up, he's, he's riding on the front of the hood, which is great. So they know what he's going to try to do to get ahead of them. And they establish that they're going to try to get ahead of us to drop, um, caltrops, the, yeah, the spikes yep. to... Blow to, the tires. To, to blow the tires. Now they've also converted poor, uh, uh, poor the you know Max's poor interceptor into something that has one of those things in the back that drops the, yeah, the the spikes. It's a pimped up interceptor. It's pimped up a pimped interceptor. Um, pimped and then there's a great and then there's a pimped interceptor. Um, and there's great when he's pulling ahead and they cut away and they cut back and he's one in one of the great poses, one of the great sort of shots of the film. He's sort of you know, hanging off the hood, you know, joy of of what he's doing. He's, he's so, so happy. He's so happy. Yeah, these were. Um, this is, I mean, this is this is Nux or this is uh, Slit's moment. Also, that interceptor really zooms past that Warwick very easily. Yeah. Well, it's it's a, it's a truck, and that's a yeah. You know, it, it just, yeah. I mean, the idea that there was going to be some sort of chase sequence that they could outrun them for a while—bullshit. They catch up to them within five Fast. seconds. Just boom! Now you're swarmed. 
Right. So we're we're straight. George Miller doesn't waste time with bullshit. Like right. if we know there's going to be a battle sequence, which is the that's what it feels like is going to happen. He's not wasting time fooling us, thinking they might right. get away. Fucking right into the battle sequence. Right plus, into the fucking catch up. Plus, it's it's slit against Nux again. Yeah, you know, there's that want. that betrayal. He's he's really you know he's he hates Nux. Yeah, um, so Nux I, is blowing the liquid into the machine. And I love that that uh, slit you know has these uh, mustard you know squeezers, Far vinegar squeezers. Um, and, 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 and Nux is just like, fuck it, I'm just gonna siphon this with my mouth and spit it in the... Which is so much more badass. It's much more badass, but also very, very unfunctional. Yeah. If you've ever siphoned gas before... I have. Um, have, have you, have you, uh, siphoned a little too far and swallowed gas? It's the worst. It is the, the worst, worst thing and in the world. it is, it, yeah, it is, makes you sick. Yeah. Uh, I have a lot of friends who are fire breathers and they have the same oh, situation. okay. Yep. Um, yeah. But if Slit has two squeeze bottles, he's squeezing gas or whatever that liquid is into the whatever thing he's putting it into. Right. I don't want to make claims about what I think it is because I don't fucking know. We're wrong. <clears throat> I just, just, just assume we're wrong. I just don't know. Um, but he's squeezing it in the engine, far superior, working better. But then he gets in this little competitive thing with Nux after he sees him, calls him mm-hmm. a traitor, and he then starts to spray it into his own mouth. And right. then, even though he's got the things, he's <laughs> like, well, I'm not going to let you show me up. Yeah. So he's, then Slit starts in a really funny moment. Sprays the two bottles into his mouth, fills his mouth with the liquid, which we're Delicious guessing liquid. is gasoline, and then sprays three things at a time into the engines, which is both bottles and his mouth. And his mouth, yeah. Not efficient. <laughs> Doesn't make a lot of sense, but super badass and super funny, and mm-hmm. totally you know motivated character-wise by what this guy is and what he wants to do here. Right. So they pull up alongside. Yeah, and, and Nux fucks up, chokes on some of the gas. Yeah. Which is Max. bound to happen because they have to they have to swerve because they get ahead of him and drop some spikes. So they swerve. Nux, you know, chokes some of the gas. Um, Max is like, uh, this, is, this is the only way we're going to stay ahead. Tags Nux out, basically, and goes out there to do it himself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty scary moment. They drop a lot of spikes. And it, Charlie's yeah. the road. And, th- and, and, and some... one of them hits the, one of them gets in the tire. The top, the, the front yeah, right top, side. Yeah. Tire, right? yeah. yeah. Um, and, a, and a pretty pretty bit of uh, badass driving. She swerves around most of the spikes. Right. One catches a tire, which out of like, what, eight or ten? Mm-hmm. This is not bad odds. Also, and we forgot when, when they when Slit first pulls up, you know, in the interceptor, and Max says, "That's mine." Um, they they shoot at each other. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a lot of gun each battle. Other. He's yeah. hiding behind the V8, whatever. This sticking out of the, he's got this sort of natural cover. Um, yeah. It's just it's just a it's just a great action set piece. Oh, you know what too? Old Boney says. Old Boney goes, and I love the line. Here we go, girls. Right. It's such a good line. Yeah. Because she's not scared. That subverts, that single line subverts every fucking gender expectation of every movie ever. Yeah. Because Here We Go Girls is, in any other movie, would be like, it would mean All something right, guys, totally different. guys, let's fuck shit up. Yeah, yeah. or, yeah. Yeah, but, right. like, girl, I don't know, it's such a fun little line, I think. It's, it's not Here We Go, it's Here We Go Girls. It's just nice. It's nice to hear it, it's nice to see it, and she starts to pop fucking shots yeah. uh, right at Slit. And so there's a little back and forth now where there's mm-hmm. um, some shouting, some firing of guns. Uh, and Max has a gun out. Don't we see the motorcycle pull ahead yep. of the thing and take a pot and drive, drive long, him back behind the she's engine? She's got a long, almost Native American-style rifle. Or like, a, like an old musket. Yeah. yeah, an old musket, like a long yeah. musket. She's standing up on the back of this bike and firing. And it, what happens is the... So the interceptor's on the right of the war rig. Mm-hmm. The motorcycle's on the left of the war rig. And occasionally, the motorcycle will pull ahead of the war rig, fire a couple shots, and drive and back duck behind. Back. Yeah. Once it's again, using the war rig so as cover. So smart, like strategically. Yeah. Super smart. Super, um, you know, true. I think to the world yeah. and how they would sort of handle that situation. Um, not very effective in terms of accuracy at this point. 
Yeah. But, you know. But it drives Slit back behind the, the Keeps V8. him from yeah. feeding the engine the way he wants to feed mm -hmm. it, and that's cool. Slit is in hog heaven. Yeah, Again, this, this is, is the best this day of his life. Is, this is Nux when we saw him before, about to die in battle. This is all he lives for. He's mm -hmm. so excited. But even better for Slit, Slit gets to redeem himself from mm -hmm. getting beat up by Nux before. Right. Losing Nux. Yeah. He's the guy, uh, Slit remembers the guy who had the boot and was super mm -hmm. excited about having discovered right. something. Right. So he gets to conquer his old nemesis mm -hmm. from the beginning of the film and mm -hmm. the middle of the film. Mm -hmm. Also, he gets to be in a, a war, which he loves. Thirdly, he gets to get back all of the Morton Joe's shit and be a hero. And right. fourth, he might get to die. Right. That's great for him. Right. This dude yeah. loves fucking the, the possibility of dying. Yep. Yeah. Um, and in this freeze frame at the very end, which should be uh, long before this posted on uh, on our Twitter site, but <laughs> may not be just because we're terrible at podcasting. Yeah. Um, we're not very reliable at no. anything. It's, it's a great freeze frame, but also shows uh, tumors in very similar place to uh, where Nux has them, oh, right yeah. under his ear. He's got a Barry and Larry of his own. Oh, you're right. I never clocked that before. Yeah, well, me neither, because everything goes by How so fast. You? Yeah. Like I said, I'd love to, to just play uh, a still frame roulette with this. With this. This film. is, by the way, um, check out our Twitter account because this is a very good freeze frame. And you are awaited. It's very easy. You are awaited. On the right side of the screen, screen, you see Max leaning over the engine, feeding some sort of liquid into some sort of mechanics. On the left side of the screen, you see two war boys in equal sort of teeth bared, fangs Glee. exposed, shouting pure, mm. unbridled war joy mm -hmm. as uh, Slit feeds the engine um, with its delicious war juice. <laughs> <laughs> delicious, delicious. It's my favorite condiment. Delicious war juice? Yes. Oh, it's very good. I also love just a little bit, I mean, we gotta cover this, but, but the idea that they would use the first car that intercepts the war rig is the interceptor. It's just so nice. It's yeah. it's kind of like on the nose and a little easy, but like also great, like great. But yeah, going back to using the things that we've already established and bringing them back over and over again rather than establish something new. Yeah. And giving yourself, you know, giving you know something a little payoff to the the amount of you know attention and the time that we paid to this. Yeah, they captured this thing. They've they've redone it. This is a great chance to reintroduce it. It also shows because it's the fastest car. That Max had a pretty dope car. Max right. had taken care of that thing. They've souped it up even further. And put a skull on You know, I mean, it didn't obviously didn't have that when Max was doing Skulls it. Skulls are put a, fast, yeah. man. Skulls, Skulls, are Skulls make so it faster. Fast. I just feel like it's so funny that these war boys are basically like 1985 crow goth kids. Yeah. They're like, that's as far as I've gotten. Skulls are super cool. Jinkos are cool. Are, Chain jeans. <laughs> love that. You know? are, are you, do you guys have the crow in your list of movies to... Oh, we must. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Uh, Does your favorite movie suck? It's another, another great movie podcast. Yeah, check it out at dyfm suck, because Twitter has limitations on how long your username can be. Oh, I oh I get it. At dyfm suck. At you are a way to just barely fit. Yeah, and your Lowenthal certainly never, did not fit. <laughs> barely. Yeah. Um, okay, so so is that? I mean, is that? I think that's pretty much it, right? The... Um, and but, yeah, so this is the the intro to the the sequence. This is setting up all the players. This is once again know, we sort of cut it off, and I mean it's, it doesn't. But really no, the cut. last next three episodes I think are basically this this sequence, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. At least, yeah. Um, and uh, uh, but here instantly we have the reintroduction of all the characters from the film. Right. We've seen Rictus Rectus, we've seen the Morton Joe, we've seen the Peep Leader. Slid is back. Mm -hmm. um, he's reconnected with Nux. Uh, you know, we have all the things in play now. And we've now seen it's the whole cats, but now now we'll really get to see the whole right, cats right. at work. Oh, there's some good sequences coming up, um, but. It's a matter now of George Miller has once again reassembled all the pieces on the chessboard, and now we're going to watch the game unfold. 
Yeah. So this is kind of where we're at now, where all the things are introduced. We haven't seen a master wide shot yet of the whole scene, but I, for one, have a very good grasp of where everybody is. Yeah. Which is kind of remarkable without a wide shot. Yeah. That all the groups have kind of come in and funneled, funneled into this, like, cavern, uh, chasm, cavern. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, chasm. Chasm. Right. Or valley. Valley is probably the better word. Mm -hmm. They're all in a valley, and they're zooming towards that initial valley where the moto goats came. Uh, headed back, headed back for, for that terrain. Mark Sexton didn't call them moto goats. No, he called. He had a he had like a like a real name, yeah, for, like, like the name that I'm sure that they called them. Oh, no doubt. But he said it as if it was common knowledge, and I was right. like, I wanted to correct him and be like, Mark Sexton, those are called those moto goats. Are called the Jamuscan Raider moto goats. Jamuscan Raider moto goats. Yeah. Come on, man, get, get your facts straight. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, heading back to that, that that's the goal. We, st they, we understand now as an audience very simply where we're going, how we expect to get there, and what the obstacles are. And now it's pure unbridled joy of watching that sequence unfold and watching them conquer obstacle after obstacle after obstacle. And, and wondering at this point, hey, we, we've already seen this. How is George Miller going to up the stakes or yeah. to make it different enough for us to keep our attention? Is he wearing hiking boots? He's wearing some sort of... Uh, some sort of good. I good, really want to know more rugged, about these pants. I mean, oh, you know what? Has he strapped himself into the engine in any way? What is that thing on his left leg? He's got to have, at the very least, for the stunt well, to yeah. keep the stunt safe. But I mean, in he's got to be strapped to. Right, but in the world, like, is I don't, it... I don't think he's because he's all sprawled out across the. I think it looks a lot more badass if he's not strapped when he's yeah. But right. I was thinking maybe that's an excuse for having all those loops and chains on the pants, is if they're working on something, they they clip in. Like a carabiner, like clip into the engine or something if they're doing a thing? No, but not in that world, I don't think, because your pants would just tear off if you fell. I mean, it wouldn't hold you onto them. Yeah. Is it just supposed to be cool? I just can't stop staring at Slit. I mean, the. Mm. <laughs> wow, that was yeah, a gross okay. sentence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I just want to, before this movie ends and before this podcast ends, I want to I wanna sort of crack the mystery of these pants, Warboy pants. I don't think we've gotten any further on that. As this has gone on. My name is Yuri Lowenthal. <laughs> My name is Travis Sintel. And you are awaited. <laughs>